We're talking with Cody Barnhart, who's the Director of Music and Ministry, First Baptist Church in Alcoa, Tennessee. Now, Cody, you recently wrote an article that got some attention. It was about pastors and the emotions and the struggles that they may be going through with this pandemic. Can you share your heart with us about this? Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've written kind of a handful of things about depression and anxiety in the past, uh, mostly written it with everyday Christians in mind instead of specifically geared kind of towards pastors. Um, I grew up with a lot of anxiety issues and depression as a teenager, and they persisted all the way through my time uh, on campus at a, at a seminary. And so I moved back to Tennessee from Kansas City to do an inter- internship, and that's actually uh, when I realized how bad my depression and anxiety had gotten in that environment. Um, it was kind of while I was away from the classroom and slowed down enough to kind of live a normal rhythm of life that I I realized just how pervasive this problem can be in that kind of bubble. And so since since it had affected me so personally, I've I've been pretty passionate about shedding light on how deep that issue runs in the church. And so when the outbreak hit, it kind of left a lot of pastors feeling more isolated than they were before. And uh, it wasn't just an issue of not having people around them are coming through the doors. But, you know, when you think about it, for an entire generation of pastors, this is their first time navigating an issue like this, where we're kind of physically restricted from gathering. And, you know, the truth is, even the even the most experienced pastors were stumped on how to respond to this as a church. And so I know here at First Baptist Alcoa, we're really blessed to have a, a really faithful congregation that has continued giving and tuning in um, sacrificially through this time. But I know lots of other churches have been hit hard financially, and uh, some have required pretty major budget overhauls and that sort of thing. Um, some of them probably had to lay off staff, I would imagine, and I just can't imagine the, the kind of stress it would, it would require to lead that through that alone. Even before the pandemic, uh, pastors had an issue, many pastors, with burnout and had stress factors. What kind of stress would normally hit a pastor and how has this amplified that? Yeah, I think the obvious ones are, you know, pretty stereotypical. You have disagreements within the church and kind of criticisms of even their smallest decisions and that sort of thing. But I think I think the big one that a lot of people don't always think about is is the sacrifice of time that uh, being a faithful pastor requires. I know it can be popular for, for many friends of mine even to have come out of seminary thinking that um, being a good pastor... Uh, automatically meant that you were going to have to neglect your personal health or your marriage or your family life or mental health or those sorts of things um, for the sake of committing your time to others. And so I, I feel like kind of while the Bible makes it clear that pastors are to be servants first, um, they also are, are it's necessary for them to serve in a way that's conducive to, to kind of a healthy, God-honoring rhythm of life. Uh, walking that tightrope in my opinion, might be kind of one of the hardest things of, of pastoral ministry. Um, so even before the pandemic, I think that, that that was a struggle, especially, you know, in our in our culture here in America um, and in evangelicalism, we kind of have this consumeristic mindset where everyone's kind of looking towards the idea of kind of Christian celebrity pastors. Um, and I think that kind of sets different benchmarks in our minds for what it looks like to be a faithful pastor. Are pastors typically hesitant uh, to say, hey, I'm overwhelmed, or I've got this issue, I think it may be a mental issue? I mean, is that kind of a stigma that is avoided? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was actually just, 
talking to a pastor in Georgia um, about the article I wrote the other day. He ended up calling our church office after seeing it. And we both kind of agreed that um, not just our pastors, but our churches are really, really kind of deeply affected to this kind of Western aversion to suffering and death. Uh, kind of as a as a country, we're always afraid to cope with the reality of suffering. And even with this pandemic, you see it, you know, people come up with some pretty wild explanations about the state of things that uh, that are easier to believe than the fact that God is sovereign even in our hardship and, and even in the face of death. And so I think kind of for the bulk of America's history, we've been building uh, on the foundations of kind of self-reliance and believing we can do whatever we want. And so I think these mindsets just kind of subliminally creep into our Christianity um, and our our pastors are human. And so they fall susceptible of that to that also. And so I think that um, that's a big, big issue is that it's just more part of our, our culture writ large than it is necessarily our, our pastors. Do pastors need somebody they can open up to, you know, to, to, to share their faith with? Or if they do, is, is there a risk that something might get out that they don't want people to know? Is that that kind of cycle that goes on in the pastor's mind sometimes maybe? Oh, I I totally think so. I think um, most pastors absolutely need those people to open up to, and I think most pastors don't have them. Uh, I think many pastors, especially ones that I know I've talked to personally, are are afraid that they may lose their jobs or be perceived as weak leaders if they share something that's kind of too far for people to feel comfortable with, Um, especially when you think about some of these bigger issues like, you know, suicidality or major depressive issues or kind of more um, intrusive mental health struggles. Uh, I think that that there's a lot of question marks about uh, how much of my burden can my congregation bear um, in the pastor's mind. It's it's kind of an unfortunate reality, and I think it forces a lot of our pastors to, to kind of rely on books and conferences and podcasts and blog posts to supplement what really ought to be face-to-face conversations about, you know, sin and struggles and shortcomings and those sorts of things. As a uh, professional, a music minister yourself within a church, uh, during the pandemic especially, uh, you've explained the struggles you've had in the past, but during the the pandemic and all the restrictions and the strange things, what have you experienced? Yeah, it's it's honestly been really challenging to keep things on the course that we were kind of setting. Um, our staff here at, at First Baptist Alcoa is pretty new as far as we've had a lot of staff turnover in the last kind of year and a half. And so I, I actually started my role here, I believe it was February, so we canceled services um, only a few weeks after I started here. And so that's kind of been difficult. Um, we were trying to kind of bring a more attention to the idea of congregational worship and more kind of corporate prayer and corporate confession of faith and those sorts of things. And obviously, whenever we're all kind of holed up in our homes watching live streams, you can't really uh, get the same sense of the gathered church. And, you know, there was also the stress of getting a reliable live stream set up for our members. Um, Technology is finicky and that wasn't really a huge part of our, our ministry here before. And so um, we've had a couple, I guess, places or instances of kind of bottlenecking where uh, having so many viewers was an issue or trying to get a high-quality stream out to people was an issue. And so um, as far as kind of the mental health side of, of this experience in ministry, I'm personally grateful to have a really healthy support system around me here. And so um, – I actually live next door to the church, so I've been able to get into the office without really getting out in the height of all this in our community. Um, and and I think that our team here has really done a good job navigating it as best as they can, 
uh, knowing that, you know, the end is, is hopefully in sight for uh, having to only do things online. <laughs> when, when that end does come, and, and it will eventually, uh, and God forbid there's not a second wave of this that happens and everyone tries to figure out what to do then, but when we return to the, the new normal, what do you think a new normal is going to be like as far as lessons learned, behavior changes, and, and even with with worship and the depth of prayer and so forth? Do you, I, you can't obviously know for sure, but what are you kind of thinking in your heart it's going to be? Yeah, I mean, I know that different states are having different standards um, for churches right now. Uh, whether you agree with them or disagree with them, um, I think it's a reality that a lot of our pastors are going to have to walk through kind of the reality um, and the relationship between sort of local governments and, and church gatherings. Um, and so I think that, you know, a lot of time, like, our, our church here is comprised, we have a pretty uh, older congregation in many ways, and so I think that, you know, for at least immediate the immediate future, they, they likely should be encouraged not to get out if they feel that they are at higher risk for catching it if it were to break out again. Um, obviously, this has affected kind of the elderly more than younger folks, at least as far as how aggressive this virus has been. And so uh, I think that's a huge one is, is kind of the demographics of who we see in our services. But, you know, also I know I know some counties around here have said that you can't sing right away um, because I guess, uh, I guess their argument is that, you know, having a bunch of people in a room singing is somehow transmitting it more quickly. Uh, I'm not I'm not totally sure what the logic is there personally, but um, they're saying no singing and no communion because there's not really an efficient way to do that healthily um, and without spreading it. And so uh, that definitely will be a challenge to try to navigate uh, what the relationship between those sort of government restrictions and the worship service look like. So ducking back to what we talked about a while ago, um, about pastors and the stress they feel and the needs maybe unspoken that they have. How can an average church member who's maybe listening to this right now offer to help the pastor in their church and the pastor's family without feeling unusual or weird in approaching them or approaching someone? Yeah, totally. Um, There's kind of two, I'll speak to that in two different ways. Uh, First, um, in the immediate future, in light of kind of this pandemic, um, pastors are already facing a lot of pushback about, you know, when to open things up and how these initial services ought to look. And so I think the biggest thing is just supporting them, um, you know, making some of these decisions in the current kind of political and social climate feels a little bit like uh, walking through a minefield. <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell if, if it will upset your congregation to postpone another week or to ask those that are most susceptible to the virus to stay home. And so it kind of just magnifies the weight of an already weighty task. Um, but as far as, you know, once things settle out and things are kind of a new normal, um, I offered a few of those in the article, things like making sure your pastor's salary and, or his insurance plan includes coverage for counseling or psychiatric testing or that sort of thing, um, but also just offering a fair vacation plan and, and giving them the benefit of the doubt with uh, their schedule at times whenever they need it. Um, on a much more kind of like individual level, uh, just check in with them. Ask if you can babysit their kids so that, they can have a date night with their wife or find out if there's any books they'd like to have for personal reading and get them a copy. I know uh, in this pandemic, a book that's been really helpful for me is uh, this book, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, um, talking about 
Christ's love um, for those who are uh, kind of suffering. And, I mean, that book has been an immense encouragement to me and kind of my soul, uh, not just in light of the pandemic, but especially with some of the stresses that have come with it. And so just something like that that is uh, generally thoughtful. Um, you know, the biggest thing is remembering that your pastor's a, a human. He's affected by uh, sin and the fall in the same way that all of us are, and so they they still feel uh, the same struggles and pains and sufferings that, that we all do. Cody Barnhart, we appreciate your talking with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on here.